We are back. We are so excited to be back with season two. Welcome everyone to the ATAC of sustainability. Now, I am beyond ecstatic that we have closed the chapter for season one. We had some awesome guests, some amazing conversations around the topic of sustainability, eco-friendly living, and also circularity, which is something that's very, very important. And we're just so happy to be getting stuck in with season two. We've got so much in store for you guys, so please stay tuned as we embark on a new journey and explore some more amazing topics around the subject of sustainability. This is the ATAC of sustainability. Be planet proud with Yozy. Now, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the A2 Yezi of Sustainability. This is season two. We are so excited to get back into things. Um, and I'm happy to have Diane, who is the founder and creator of Treasures of Brazil. It Hi. is a phenomenal jewelry company. And I'm so excited to find out more about what they're doing. Um, and why she's so passionate about this. So how are you, Diane? How are you? Hello, Priscilla. Thank you for inviting me in. Mm. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm so happy this morning to be taking part of this movement. You're doing it. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, no, honestly, it's our pleasure. We're always so, so happy um, to have people like yourselves. It's great to connect and great to get stuck into this conversation. Now, we, it wouldn't be an ATAZ podcast episode if I didn't start off with an icebreaker. So your icebreaker is quite interesting, quite different to some of the ones that we've had previously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if the world could only be made up of three colours, just three, not two, not four, only three, what would they be and why? No, you're really putting me in a spot here, aren't you? So, <laughs> yeah, um, I, the first one for me is definitely green. I think it has got everything to do with my brand, with my company, my business, and how involved the, the forest. So, yeah, definitely green is the first option I've got for me. So easy for your eyes, such amazing colour. And the second one, I would say blue, actually. Everything you can see is blue. You've got the ocean, you've got the sky, and... A, it just makes you feel more relaxed. It's such an amazing color. Yeah. And the last one, I think white. <laughs> I did have two colors on my hand, but I think if I choose one, I think white it gives you, um, makes you feel comfortable. White is presenting everything, all the colors mix up. So, yes. So, yeah, just this three. You really put on this sport. No, I know it's so hard to narrow down because there's so many beautiful colours out there. And you know, yeah. it's funny because when I set the icebreaker, I literally sat for about half an hour thinking, so Priscilla, what would your answer be? And the honest truth is, goodness, it's difficult to narrow it down because there's a part of me that loves the brighter colours and I'd love to see the, you know, the bright fuchsia pinks and the, the mustard yellows and colours like that. But then there's another part of me that's like, do you want to go for the more neutral tones, the kind of browns and the and the creams and the whites and maybe a bit of black? So it is so hard. I would probably have to go with a mixture of everything. <laughs> that's just typical of me to be like that. Oh, do you know what? I would pick a mustard yellow because I just love that colour. Um, I know, nice. Oh my goodness. I would definitely go for black. I just, I like black. But then I guess it's to see the world in. Mm. Okay, mustard yellow. Okay. A pink. Oh, love it. Cream. 
those oh. really colors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a bit sure about orange, actually. I really like orange this time of the year. Everything's yeah, orange. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is, it is. I love that. And if I could pick like gold, for example, I probably would go for Ooh. I do like, you know, that those tones, the warmer tones in general. Um, yes. It's really interesting how. I guess with your product being so heavily tied into um, the environment and um, seeking things that are more climate friendly, you've kind of gone for a lot of the more earthy tones, the green, the blue and the white. So that's interesting as well. I guess it's embedded deep in your soul, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I just love it. Um, and you, you said it's interesting you say about the gold because the green and the gold, they go so well, nice together. It has everything to do with jewelry. Yeah. Um and then it's interesting because none of my jewelries are actually silver. They're all gold in color oh, because they just match nicely with the green and with the leaves, with the grass. So, yeah. You're absolutely right. It does. It goes really well. Right. So, um, I mean, we could probably sit here forever and discuss colors. Um, yes. We need to get straight into the conversation. Now, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself um, and tell us more a, about you and talk to us about the brand. Okay, so I'm Diane. <laughs> uh, I moved to UK over 10 years ago. Um, my plan was just to stay here for six months, and here I am over 10 years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm a mom of two little ones, which they keep me busy most of the time. Uh, I, am, I, I study finance, um, business, and I've been, after being UK for over 10 years, I decided, okay, now it's time to go back to my career again. After being a mom, my kids start taking on their own responsibilities and leading their lives and going to school. I say, okay, now it's time for mommy to go back to business. So I decided to, thinking to go back to my roots again, which is Brazil. For a very long time, I've been quite merged into English root and um, English culture. I married an English husband, so and I need to go back again. You start losing a little bit of identity. So I don't know when you are migrant immigrants to another from another country, and especially being here for so long after ten years, you feel like um, you don't belong to where you come from, but you also don't belong to where you are. So you stay in this limbo um, stage. So I decided to go back to where I'm from, Brazil, and get involved with something to do with Brazil. And that's where we're going to Treasures of Brazil. <laughs> Honestly, it's phenomenal. It's it's um it's always nice and I completely get what you mean, right? So I was born and raised in the UK, haven't lived anywhere else, but I get that as well. Because I'm from yeah. Africa and when I've gone back to Nigeria, my country of origin, it's been it's it's funny because I feel I'm there and it's very much yeah. British. And I'm here and I guess sometimes you do have that identity thing where it's like, yeah, but I'm very conscious that I'm I'm Nigerian as well. So it's really interesting, I guess, when it comes to identity. So that's it's quite beautiful that you you went back and it's like a piece of home that you've managed yeah. to bring back with you here. So that is that is phenomenal. Um so tell me why. What was there like a reason? I know you spoke about your kids, you know, them growing up being at a stage where you're like, okay, it's mummy's time to head <laughs> into business yeah. and to, to go after my dreams and, and to build something. But was there something more behind it? Is there anything else that kind of spurred you on? Oh well, I wanted to find something um that it could give me give me an income, but also I didn't want to affect it my conscience in being sustainable. I wanted to just 
not having the impact of like other brands. I want it to be sustainable. I want it to also, uh, when I started looking to Treasures of Brazil and how being sustainable, there was so much I didn't know about sustainability and how much that teach me personally. And I thought sometimes you say, okay, you do your usual recycling at home and you think you've yeah. done enough. And then when you start digging up a little bit, you say, actually, no. So Treasures of Brazil has teach me um when i started doing the research how to be more sustainable fantastic and so um when i decided to take this turn to treasures of brazil was uh, over two years ago i decided that i wanted to do something interesting vibrant which involved brazil culture and then i started looking to sustainability because i didn't want to bring the impact that normally the companies do all using plastic i want to make sure it was being sustainable so this is when I started to look into it, which Treasures of Brazil. And also, I didn't want to limit myself by only sell jewelry because Brazil's got such vast and immense uh, diversity and um, art crafting. I wanted to be open. So we chose the name Treasures of Brazil. I started looking to sustainability. And it's just a new world opened up in front of me. I didn't know there was so much involved in being sustainable and being mindful about eco-friendly uh it was a whole uh, world of learning actually kind of learning curve yeah no absolutely it is and I love what you said there about that because I think people sometimes think oh I'm just gonna go into it or maybe they shy away from it but it's it's like a learning you're going on a journey yeah. which is phenomenal because it's so handy for yourself and I think a massive part of being able to move forward and live a more sustainable and eco-friendly lifestyle in general is yeah. about you finding some form of personal connection to it. So it's amazing how with Treasures of Brazil, it's something that's dear to your heart, it's your country, like you said, vibrant. Yes. You want the brand to ex to present that and express that. And then you learn more about sustainability and it allows you to really want to seek to present your, your um, to present the brand in the most gentle way the most conscious way possible which is yes. which a really beautiful journey to embark on so that's fantastic to hear that now talk to us some more um about your product range it'll be really nice to know like what do you want <laughs> so people understand exactly what's available? yeah so it was it was difficult to choose what to do actually because um when i got myself into bio jewelry which is kind of a different term in uk there's not much being heard about bio jewelry which is biological thinking about being sustainable eco-friendly it's really hard to also connect the bio jury with being um economically viable so you have to find something that brings the money is uh, is ecologically sound and also fair to the artisans is working so um that's what we got treasures of brazil products and we start with bio jury uh, which is the jewelry's handcrafted with a few different materials that we can talk about later. And and then, yeah, the jewelry's is my main, what we main sell at the moment. We sell jewelry's of grass, which is the golden grass. And we sell jewelry's of tree leaves, which is from a tree called Budichi. And next year, we've got more new vibrant materials coming to our list, which I'm quite excited to talk about as well. Yeah, so you, you can uh, bring something beautiful, adorn people, and also be mind about uh, being sustainable and ecological. So that mm -hmm. is what makes me excited about it. But yeah, juries, we start with juries, but we're expanding now. We're bringing some 
bags into the wow. mix. Yeah, we've got bags. Uh, we've got some home de- decor as well, which is nice. coming next year. So yeah, it's quite exciting actually. Very exciting. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. I love it when I hear about brands like this. Uh, because I know that you're conscious and, and you're eco-friendly and you think about sustainability. It's like, it's such an exciting time to be a brand in the world because everyone is now being a lot more mindful than they were yes. five, six years ago. Um, so it's just such a, it's, it's a crucial time, obviously, if we're in a climate emergency, but it's also a, a, an exciting time because it's a redefinition of how we buy and why we buy. Yes, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting how people they are. Um, um, you've got a space now, you've got a voice, which is the internet, isn't it? A few years ago, you had to be relying on somebody else to just resell your product, but now you do have your voice. Instagram has pushed people to be allowed to talk and to yeah. express themselves and bring yeah. all these amazing ideas. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Um, social media has definitely been it's been phenomenal and it's been so so helpful. As well, obviously, we've got the aspect of it being great for um, sharing information or growing businesses. But I think ultimately, it's been a real massive um, force in helping people learn more about sustainability and also having platforms that are able to help you digest the information well as well. Um, And then the pass on culture, which is fantastic, because if someone comes across Treasures of Brazil, they can just very easily share that. Whereas before it's like word of mouth, I have to wait till I see my friends, I have to, you know, the process has just completely changed because you're able, someone's able to come across you, make a purchase, recommend immediately on the spot, so instantaneously, which is fantastic. So it has completely changed the game for the better. And I'm so glad that we're making use of it in the way that we are now, although it does have its cons sometimes, there's a load of pros, aren't there? Yeah, especially with the pandemic, most of the business, my business born in the middle of the pandemic. So I everything has to be sold online and I have to use all the social media platform in order to push what I wanted to say, what I wanted to yeah. express myself. So yeah, oh. social media has is a game change for small business, especially in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, and how did you find that? I know, I, I started in the middle of the pandemic. That's I literally incredible. started... In June, just after the first lockdown. <laughs> oh, I know. Time it, How was that? With like, I'm sure with everything, the whole logistics. Was it that you were at idea stage with it? Um, I think it, actually the the lockdown, the whole pandemic thing, has pushed me into the bio jury and start this product journey. Actually, okay. because I start seeing the impact in the economy we see the Brazilian economy had with uh, the lockdowns in UK. Yeah. Uh, we have been more privileged, we've got money, the government has some help. But in Brazil, the whole tourist industry stopped and finished, and all these communities are being left with nothing. Yeah. And then when I was reading about this, and I said, oh, maybe I could help in some way if I could bring this product to the UK. Oh, no. Yeah, so um, I feel really sorry for them because the 90% of what they sell is through the tourists coming to the communities, come to the forest, come to... Mm-hmm to where they are and then they had they lost everything didn't they? and then I was like okay maybe I could help in somewhere I wanted to bring something to UK with value and it might be the opportunity so that's when I started to contact some of the artisans and communities in Brazil oh my gosh I can't believe that's the backstory that that's so like it oh wow that's amazing I know yeah yeah um, I, 
it's just it's just like our money is so much more valuable than their money and we've mm-hmm. we've got we can give so much back to them and yeah that's that that is incredible um and you know what it's so good that you've even said that because it ties in quite nicely with my next question which was um about the products um but you've kind of i guess answered that question in a way because i know you mentioned there the use of things like gold is it golden grass Yes. yes leaves and you use stones and they're all pretty much sourced in brazil um but you kind of answered that that the reason for sourcing the materials is, i guess was a part of you being able to wanting to give back to that was there anything else was there any other driving factor for you as to why you source from brazil and you continue to to source from there as well like i said the pandemic has pushed me to to make that 100 percent decision that's where i'm gonna go and then when I start looking to the communities in Brazil, one of them is the communities called Injalapão, which is uh, is called Quilombo, is the name of the communities in Jalapão. The Quilombo uh, communities were um, based actually were slaves that run away from at the time and they mm. went away from the capitals and they moved these communities and they started using what they had available, which was the grass and 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 then he started building all this craft work and i started looking into that and i was like oh well they don't have what to do now with the pandemic maybe i could help and looking into it it's so amazing this communities how over 50 families on these communities they just rely on the golden grass to have bring money home to to feed their family and so, yeah, resourcing all my materials from Brazil was important, especially when you say the name of the business, Treasures of Brazil, has everything to do with Brazil. And, yeah, it's just bringing me home. It brings me closer to home. And then I wanted to bring some positive impact to the communities there. It's amazing. It's so great. And I'm sure those communities, oh, they must be like, we love you. Oh, <laughs> for, taking, for taking that material. No, it's true. And... Do you know what's quite interesting as well? And I'm not sure if you know much about this, but um, I'd interviewed somebody else for our podcast last season and they were from South Africa. And we were talking about the attitudes towards sustainable living without even realising you're being sustainable. So it's interesting how these communities that you're talking about, it's not like they've gone out of their way to be like, you know how we're being very intentional here. But it's more yeah. so like we're using the resources that we've got available. Um, I love to make reference to like my great grandmother who used to do the same. Like she had crops, she had things that she'd sell. She just made use of the things around her. And for her, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm like I said, I'm going out my way to be eco-friendly. It was more so that that's part of the culture. It's part of the yeah. lifestyle. So is it like that in Brazil as well? Yeah, it is actually. Uh, they are eco-friendly, environment sustainable uh, mind. It doubt if you notice they're doing it, and they don't really. We're talking about very simple people. There's not really a regulation third company there to say, okay, you are eco-friendly. Thumbs up for you. We're gonna put it, give you a certificate. It's not like that. They're, yeah. We talk about families in three hundred miles into the forest. They. There's nothing around there. They just start using phones, wishy phones and technology has pushed them to the world to start exploring other alternatives. And and it's interesting you said that actually, because um not being intentioned to be eco-friendly. It was just so true. When I first started receiving my first orders from Brazil and my first boxes from Brazil, mm. and my everything came in plastic. I almost had I almost had a heart attack. I was like, okay, oh, okay, we're gonna have to change yeah. this. <laughs> 
<laughs> because the material is all about being sustainable. You guys are doing an amazing job about replacing the plastic or uh, the grass being sustainable. But we are using plastic here. Maybe we should find alternative. And then they questioned the fact that I was the first person that questioned that. Oh, wow. How interesting. Oh, really? But you don't want to protect each individual piece. You don't want to make sure they come to UK and is everything okay I was like okay but maybe we could use something else maybe we can put some some grass in the middle maybe some um paper we can just mm -hmm. so it, it, it the last year it's been really hard trying to change the mindset that they can do these little things to bring less impacts and, and be more sustainable if that's what we want to go you know mm. and it's so interesting how other people that are also selling sustainable eco-friendly they are not worried about this, you know. They they're happy to receive the boxes full of plastic and no question that actually we can change this. There's no reason you send this, all these beautiful pieces in beautiful jewelry in plastic. Yeah, do you know what? So interesting you brought that up actually because it ties in quite well, I guess, with um this idea of well, it's not direct greenwashing, but. There is an element of it that's kind of supports this idea that maybe certain brands and businesses are not doing enough to a challenge the um, their production line um, and say to their their uh, the people that they're sourcing products from that okay look this is coming in this much I don't like this we don't want this what can we do about it and it's one of the bits of advice that I've put we've got a blog post that went out and it's exactly what you said there that I'd advise people to do when they're looking at adopting a more circular model for their business it's like you need to ask the right questions but you need to ask the right questions along the chain there is yeah. no point in you being in terms of when your product's facing you're dealing with your clients and customers and you being oh we're sustainable we're great but you, you're not questioning or asking the right questions before that product gets into the customer's hands because if we really want people to live with sustainably and we're doing this for the right reason then it literally needs them we need to make sure sorry that each touch point yes right? we're considering sustainable yeah. living we're considering eco-friendliness we're considering these things mm -hmm. because if we don't then it's false and then there's no point and then you that might is true. yeah because we we only represent 50 percent of the chain we're in the middle here yeah. bring the product to the customer we are making sure everything goes plastic free mm. everything goes the most sustainable possible and then it's coming to you full of plastic so 50 percent yeah. of this chain is still tied with it's bad habits exactly exactly and that's where i guess having a conscious conscience sorry um and being somebody who is genuine does kick into it this is where we really have to kind of hope that the businesses and the people behind the businesses have the right the right ideas in mind because i know it's not easy and i know sometimes it might just not even be the first first thought but you do, we have to. And any people that run businesses here, you've got a product, please consider this. Ask the questions, ask your suppliers the questions, because if you don't do that, they can't change and then nothing changes. Whereas yes. what might happen here, just simply by you asking that, it might change the course of everything. Yeah, and moving it forward, is true. Yeah, because I started to receive my first boxes completely through your plastic. Here we go. So here we go, we start happening and it wouldn't happen if I hadn't questioned or had suggested. And some of them said, okay, we can't be 100% plastic free to bring into the product to you. I said, okay, but how can we reduce that number? That's amazing. And they have, they have compromised themselves and they have to start putting things in different packagings and mm. send it to you. So it's all about your question, not just you say, okay, I am 100% plastic free here. I'm sending products yes. to the customer. 
mm-hmm. and I'm I'm doing my bit. But you don't you're forgetting that actually behind of you there's a whole chain that hasn't been really they're not doing that. Exactly. No, exactly, exactly. And I'm so glad that you do this. And I think this is so, this is honestly, it just, it's really a, a, a positive testament to your, to your character um, as a person and also as a business owner that you'll be responsible by asking those questions because it's very easy. I mean, no one's there with you when you're receiving the packages. You could just be like, it doesn't matter, but it's important. And as I said, if we're going to consider circularity, we have yes. to consider it. And I have to say, Priscilla, it's so hard. I have yeah. to say, I, I received some time box full packet plastic mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, what, how can I reuse this? And I keep reusing the bags and they're still here. And I've been used to bags, reused bags to making sure I don't just dump them in the room. Oh. oh yeah well, you, at least you're, you're doing your part and I think like I said it's it's great that you're doing it and that you're asking you're asking those right questions so I, I mean moving on for the whole um from what we're discussing there just how exactly I know we touched on it a little bit again I'm just going to want to delve into it a little bit more um do your products help the local communities in in Brazil because you've mentioned a couple and it'll be great to hear more about some of the others um that you, you worked with so how how what are you guys doing at Treasures of Brazil to to help these communities so I that is a very interesting question because I don't bring products only from one area of Brazil right. it comes from also areas of Brazil uh even my liability insurance is not happy about it because I said that we can't really protect it <laughs> how are we gonna do it you just bring up Yes, we want to explore all the alternatives Brazilian culture has to offer to us. And mm. um, and one of them is the golden grass that we talked about, which yes. is, is located in Jalapão. Mm-hmm. And the, can, the state is Tocantins in Brazil. It's really the heart of Brazil. And the golden grass, it, grad, it, it only grows in this area of Brazil, which is fantastic. Only mm. in this state, you have a golden grass. Wow. Naturally grows into the environment and... The laws now the, the state has regulated some laws uh, for harvesting them because they just grow naturally in the environment. So the only the communities, the local communities, the only people allowed to harvest those grasses, and they have to do after the 20th of September, which will happen is um, the stalk of the grass, squirt yeah. a flower on top, and then that flower from September they fall down to be new plants coming in and then only then the communities are harvesting those grasses and store them for the year so it's quite a limited resource actually because it is not mass produced it Mm. grow naturally organically onto the environment of that particular state and we also bring um juries made of tree leaves Mm. one of the tree leaves we work is buriti uh is a type of palm tree yeah it grows in, in swamp areas of the forest is around there. And the local community has learned to um, use those leaves to give themselves a job. Otherwise, uh, they would just drop the trees and need to survive and exactly. feed their families. Mm-hmm. So it's a way um, some of the local government has introduced some courses for the communities. There's a local government at schools called Sebrae. And then they are responsible to teach some of the community. That, what is it called? The communities, riverside communities. They go along the rivers, mm. and they coming in teach these communities to work with the forest. Wow! 
to make yeah sure otherwise they just need the food mm. and then if someone comes to them say, oh, i need yes. 10 trees they will drop it they just yes, yeah yeah exactly so it's like how can we positively use this instead of um you know cutting down things that are quite important and useful for the environment so that's phenomenal how i know it's, it's lovely yeah and hopefully next year we're gonna start work actually hopefully no because it has been confirmed we're gonna have a new material introduced to our range which is um vine and is a vine called titika which is a very funny name um, i know so we have a new material being introduced to our collections next mm. year which is being confirmed it's quite exciting it's a, it's a community that lives in the heart of the Amazon rainforest and it's a family's there and they're going to produce some really beautiful bits for us for next year, yeah. Oh my gosh, this is, wow, this is, do you know what I love as well is the fact that there's like a, there's a story there and there are real people behind your, behind the business. It's not just like, you know, going from here to there. It's, there's, there's communities that are being brought into, into the business. So this is, this is so exciting. I'm so oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> so kind of moving on a little bit from the communities and stuff um let's talk more about the actual jewelry right um and it's interesting because when we talk about jewelry and the i guess the process it shouldn't be something that we remove from the conversations around fast fashion because i think in the same way you know fashion's being mass produced clothes are being mass produced and they're just kind of going out there and they're cheap the same way same things happening with jewelry where you go into a lot of these these high street stores and you can buy certain types of jewelry for prices that are quite crazy Um, so it's a similar journey i guess that jewelry has been on um as the same thing with with fashion so for yourself would you say that your your products last as long as traditional metal jewelry and have you looked into the durability of it yeah, our products, they, we, everyone that buy a jewelry, they will receive instructions on how to look after them wow. in order to keep them for a very long time. Good. So you're going to receive like instructions to keep them in a dry place and a way of spray perfumes and things okay. that your body, going to the gym with the jewelry. So the materials are will, will last a long time. The grass is amazing. People that have some of even a home decor, they will last years to come. Wow. And years. But it's all about um how you look after so i'm always making sure i tell my customers and stories making sure when you buy them mm. making sure you don't spray perfumes so it's all about they have to do their bit as well yeah, when they buy the cherry yeah to look after yeah but yes the materials are fantastic um i still using gold plated on the metals of my jewelries okay. we should in the future we do want to uh, be more looking to that and what we can do to be more eco-friendly as possible in that right. but it's still early days for my business to do that mm. so we are just relying in relying in the communities local communities to mm. make the best judgments for this at the moment yeah this is it's great and it's so good again i'm going back to what i said previously about um the touch points and how you you're so conscious of of each element of everything and i think it's it's honestly great that businesses are now doing that a lot more businesses are saying okay this is what we can excel in right now but this is what we need to do in the future and and we'll put that on our plans and then they'll you'll work towards that which is just great because that's exactly that's exactly what we need now do you believe that we should be buying higher quality products at higher prices rather than buying more more often um i believe that people have to be more smart about the way they buy um 
not necessarily has to be very expensive, but you you won't buy good quality and conscious products for ridiculous amount of money, super cheap. And uh, there is a story behind. There's there's a chain that you have to pay that is ethical, yeah. and everyone has to be fair, and they receive the right money. So you have to look into that. Once you look into that, it doesn't have to be ridiculous expensive, yeah. but you can buy good quality and for good money and thinking how I'm going to keep it that pieces and it's going to be looking nice. I'm going to look after and it's going to last a long time and I don't have to be buying jewelries or clothes all the time, every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's definitely for people to kind of sit there, look at their lives and find find the right balance and, and know that you're you're moving forward. Um, I think sometimes th- people think that they've got to throw themselves in and go full speed ahead and kind yeah. of like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Do that I, it's so funny you say that because I've got some customers there sometimes because I'm quite active on Instagram yeah. and they send me a message say, oh, it's not fair. I said, oh, it's not fair. Oh, I don't really want to be overbuying things or buy more things than I need or because they're very conscious about it. So say, but everything looks so beautiful. Uh, I don't want to have it. I don't want to do it, but I want to do it. But... But like I said, it's again, we're, we're talking about balance. We we don't want people to feel like they can't buy anything because that's yeah. not the case, right? The issue that we've got at hand is there's overproduction. There's mass production of things that are being thrown out there, cheaply made with no respect, yeah. no thoughts gone into anything. I think it's the attitudes ultimately that need to change. And obviously this has had a horrific impact on our climate and that is real. Um, and obviously we've got um, COP26 right now happening in Glasgow where they're all gathering there to discuss what to do next yeah. about it. Um, so it's important that from corporations, government levels to personal levels and business levels, that everybody works together to say, how can we live our lives as relatively normal as we can but in a way that we consider the environment first. And I think that's what we're doing. It's not about stripping yourself of buying anything, but I guess it's about adopting, it's about adopting um, what's sort of different behaviors to what you've had previously. So instead of me going out and buying 20 different dresses across the space of a couple of months because I'm going out, it's about me looking at pieces that are like gonna be timeless. I could pretty much wear this multiple times. It's good quality. And I, and I love it. The same with your jewellery. If someone comes across your jewellery, you know it's going to last long. You know a lot of thought's gone into the design and to source in the right material. So you can buy that and wear it with pride. Um, so it's good that people know that uh, and learn that and really internalise that. I think it's really important, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, fashion has such a big impact on uh, the pollution in the system in the world today. Um, fashion on your zone is over 10% of the carbon emission yeah. and the second largest consumer of water water supplies in the world. So we do have to look into fashion. We do have to look with care and see how much we can bring these numbers down Absolutely. and cause less impact as possible and be more responsible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, I wanted to ask you, my next question was about brand integrity, but I feel like you've covered that, especially when it comes to the plastic aspect of things. Oh. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, you know, for me, when we talk about integrity, it means what you do when nobody's looking. So ultimately, like I said, when the packages come, no one's there and you've got all that plastic, what what's your response to it? 
And that for me is where someone's integrity lies. It's when there isn't anyone to challenge you. There isn't anyone that's going to be able to check your behavior, but this is what you do off of your own accord, off of your own back. And I, again, going back to the fact that you have reached out to those suppliers and said, look, I don't, I don't want this. It, that to me is what integrity is. So that's a perfect demonstration of it. So that's phenomenal. But like, we can we can still dive into I guess your your outlook and your perception on on sustainability. So what does this mean? What does sustainability mean to you? Um, like I said, a lot I have learned in this process. Mm. Um, Treasures of Brazil is still very new, and I feel like I'm still doing changes and changing mm. even myself privately uh, in how do I behave. Um, but I'd like to be very. Tr- transparent about it i'm always talking on my stories and how the packages arrive when there's little change the negative change i try to always talk about it and i think that's how uh, my customers they feel they feel like they can trust me uh with what i'm trying to sell or the the brand i'm building it here Mm -hmm. i am i am trying my best uh, Mm -hmm. and i will make a mistake in the middle of no way but i will do what i can to be transparent about it Mm -hmm. show what's happening behind the scene and it's we're not perfect we are trying our best and it is so much to learn. So just the fact of using the bags, we use them a few times. And also another thing, I got to the point where I have to use a certain bags, uh, especially the COVID, when I was doing some events in, in, in London. Right. So I said, what am I going to do now? I'm going to need something to protect the Jews because of the contact, the hand contact of people. But I don't really want to use the plastic. So what are we going to do? We start doing some research and I learned that actually UK's got a plastic alternative, which is stevia made of potato. So you can find alternatives. We do we just have to go out and look for it. You do, you do have to go out your way. And I guess this is where our personal investment in the causes is important. Because for you there, it's like, okay, this is a problem. Let's investigate, let's learn more, let's make the change. And that's that's what needs to happen. And that again is a demonstration of brand integrity in action <laughs> now yeah it would be awesome just to to ask you as we slowly approach wrapping um what is something you wish that people knew about treasures of brazil i want them to know that i am doing my best <laughs> first yeah. of all yeah. i'm really doing my best to bring integrity to the business uh i, I am trying to get people to know me personally uh how i wanted to bring treasures of brazil more out of there when i do that i know i can help more communities in brazil yeah and i do want to bring this impact i don't feel like it's only a personal thing i feel yeah. like it me succeeding with the brand mm. i am being able to help more people Absolutely. and cause a bit more impact yeah absolutely and your and your business is doing that your business is impacting helping supporting so many different communities and i think that that's beautiful and whilst you might not physically be in brazil you're still you still have that that connection there strong on um, it yeah it's like, very strong inside yeah, of it and i think that that's um that's great now i'd love to just ask you what does your the future look like for the brand? So I know you you said you're going to delve into um, bags and like other products that you're yeah. looking at. You want to expand your product range. What else is there? Anything else that you're? Like, I know. Oh, I think it, yeah. 
I, I do want to bring more to, to the table, saying it. I do want to bring home decor to the table because it's Ooh, amazing. I do want, I'm, I'm working on that. I do want to, to um, bring as much as I can from Brazil. That is all these treasures, all this mm. handcrafting work, all this beautiful material, yeah. all the beautiful colors. Brazil is full of colors, pure vibrance, mm. all the grass, all the tree leaves. Uh, so, yeah. I'm I'm still a very small business. Uh, I'm still one person standing running all the business, and I'm do hoping we do some big jumps soon because the brand is growing a lot and fast. <laughs> um, yeah, thank goodness. Uh, and I do want it to cause more impact. So, so one year time, I hope we're gonna be having more impacting people's life people will see oh treasures of Brazil yes oh yeah I know who they are I had something to them oh yeah a friend of mine so yeah if we can get people to know us more and the impact you can bring and keep our integrity because we did had uh, offers of investors to get our business much faster and out of there right. but I just don't think it's the right time yet on the end of the day Treasures of Brazil is my baby. I want to make sure I keep it things with a little bit of a personal touch at the moment. No, it's that. not time. It's still just two years old. Not even two years old yet. And yeah, then I I, there's so much we need to get ourselves mature and building that process before we do some big jumps. Some big jumps. Oh, that's wow. The fact that you can even be like that. It just again, like I said, it just goes to show that for you, this is real. This is something that you're passionate about. Um, and you really are trying to bring the treasures of Brazil to the world. Oh, and, that, <laughs> and that is definitely shone through in this conversation. I feel like every single person that's tuned into this episode is going to be like, I want to buy from that brand. I want to be part of their growth. I want to follow them on social media, whatever actions that they can take. I honestly do think that it will, it will make people feel like that. So fantastic work honestly you're doing a great great job and um i wish you and your business nothing but success as you continue to push out something that's that's mindful conscious and is great for our planet so that's real props to you thank you now um we have a we've come to the end unfortunately i could sit here and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and talk. <laughs> i really could um but time time is of the essence um now it'd be good for people to know where they can find you um if you're on linkedin your social media your website all that stuff this is yeah. your promotional slot <laughs> okay like i said i do rely a lot on social media so i'm quite strong on instagram treasures of brazil you can find us there uh you're gonna see a lot of my behind the scene things on my stories i'm very active with my stories i think that is the best place to find information about us here and treasures of brazil we do have a website we start building up a blog now with more information about the materials we're still with a little bit of construction and we still is a building up process and we're still getting there but you can find us and treasuresofbrazil.co.uk and you will find me on linkedin as well diane from villa ferry so it's Mm -hmm. me um and also you'll find the page of treasures of brazil it's still we like i said we're still crawling on that world but we're there you can find us there fantastic fantastic so people can find you there to make sure everybody that you check them out on social media treasures of brazil they are there socials look phenomenal loads of 
golds and gold sorry <laughs> and uh, a lovely earthy tones as well that you're gonna find there so if you are big on jewelry and you love that please make sure you check them out and to be honest just just support anyway even if you don't you're not a jewelry lover i think you probably know somebody who is um and they're a great brand to reach out um reach out to and to connect with so to make sure you guys do that um this has been as I said before, a fantastic chat. I'm, I'm so excited for you guys and I'm happy that we've been able to have this conversation. So I think it's really important. And I think one massive takeaway for anyone who's running a business is around that idea of integrity. I think that's something that's definitely stood out to me here that you are somebody who um, is doing, you're fighting the good fight uh, and you're fighting it behind behind the scenes and in front of the camera as well, which is which is awesome and which is important. I think sometimes smaller businesses don't get the credit they deserve for the effort that goes into seeking to be more sustainable. So well done and thank you. So everyone, you know we are Yazy. You can reach out to us pretty much everywhere at Yazy app on TikTok, on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we've got a Facebook page. Anywhere where people are having a conversation, we are there. We're even on Reddit. We have a Medium blog where I post regular content on there to inspire your souls to live more sustainable lives. So make sure you connect with us there. It has been fantastic. Thank you so much, Diane. I really, 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 thank really you. have enjoyed this conversation. Is there anything else that you'd want to say? I just want to say thank you. Amazing job you guys are doing. I'm really, I've been feeling like a privileged person to be here talking about oh my, my business. God. And thank you for the invitation. Yeah. No, thank you so much. So that is it. The episode is wrapped and we hope to see you all tuned in or hear you all tuned in. Should I say hear you or see you all? I don't know. <laughs> we hope that you tune in with us again. Thank you, everyone. Remember to download the OC app and you can find us on all social media at Yazia.